Welcome to the Goat Zoom Room. This is Andy Villanueva along with James Moore. Uh, Goat Zoom Room is now going to be a bi-weekly podcast and uh, Racial Barriers Removed will be a bi-weekly podcast as well. Uh, and James and I are going to be taking care of both of them. But today we just decided that with the situation that occurred on Monday with, with uh, uh, Damar Hamlin and with uh, how it occurred, I wanted to kind of do something a little differently than other people are doing. I, I think a lot of people are asking the same questions, but I don't think anybody's really had anybody who's been able to get the green light to be told to say anything. And um, to give you a little backstory to that, April 5th, or I'm sorry, April, I knew I was gonna screw that up. April 10th, 2005, uh, the LA Avengers are playing the New York Dragons in Los Angeles at Staples Center. And a pretty innocuous hit occurred uh, without, without Lucas making a tackle. And sadly, um, what we thought was just a innocuous hit and possibly maybe spinal cord damage ended up becoming a little bit bigger than that. Um, it touched us really hard in a lot of ways. We'll get into that. But I want to do it through this prism. Uh, I have Silas Stemry on, former SAC master, probably one of the nicest human beings you will ever meet. Um, congratulations <laughs> on your son. Uh, Thank you. Getting to USC as well. Um, and I'm obviously James. James was actually at the game. I was not with the Bengals and Bills. So we have a perspective of a fan. Uh, so he can give us a little information. But Silas, thanks for coming on. Really appreciate you doing this while you're driving two hours to some godforsaken place in North Carolina. <laughs> How many, just out of curiosity, and I mean, we'll get to the, we'll get to Damar here in a second, but how mad are you your son didn't go to UNC? Silas? And we lost him. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Well, I know you're a big UNC fan. That's why I asked. He's going through the process. He just got out and we looked at what's the best situation for him. And it came down to uh, SC, uh, although UNC did not offer him. Yeah, I, 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 was, I was a big UNC fan, but now I am a humongous SC fan. <laughs> <laughs> Naturally. Um, we'll get in, we'll get into Silas Jr. in a second. However, what I want to discuss is, is the impact that you, that, that a player goes through when something like that happens, because, you know, we're hearing reports of the five minute stuff and we're hearing how all of that, but seeing how you're a former player who's actually been involved and had that situation where you were, you were on the field. Um, how does that, how does that affect you mentally? How does that affect you like going forward during the game? All of that. Uh, it's definitely tough, man, to try to go back and, and play a competitive game after you've seen something of that magnitude happen 
I mean, you, you, your mind has shifted to, you know, let's just hope and pray that the worst didn't happen. Let's just hope and pray that, uh, you know, he can get up and, 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 you know, be normal again. But, you know, in our situation, it, it did not happen, and it was very tough for us. I mean, when we saw it happen, it was not a big gaudy hit or anything. It was a seemed like a, just, just a simple knee to the head, which turned out to be very fatal for our teammate and our friend, Al Lucas. Yeah, it's, uh, um, I think I was up in the press box when it happened and, um, I was given orders to go straight downstairs and just make sure no media got near anything because I wasn't supposed to, nobody was supposed to know anything. And, right, right. You know, we were just kind of like, I mean, the great, I mean, the sad part of the situation is, is that you know, we lost Al that day. Um, I, I think I think communication would have been a little better that day, too. I mean, uh, something we were talking about, and I didn't know this. I mean, for us, I had always been under the assumption that the players were told at halftime and they were given the option to play or not play. But that wasn't the case. No, what I recall, man, they uh... – told us he was taken to the hospital and you know they don't know exactly the extent of it and that uh if we want to continue to play we continue to play and we were like okay we're going to continue to play because we didn't know it was you know how fatal it was at that particular time we weren't told until after um after the game that Allen passed man and that really kind of shook all of us up yeah, I don't think there was a dry eye in the house. Like uh, the fran- the franchise ended up doing uh, kind of like a half and half kind of deal. They had they told the players, and then they brought in staff and told staff. And we were under the guys that after we left Staples Center, that if anybody asked anything, our common answer was until there was a. Um, a press release that we not say anything other than I don't know what happened. Right. And, and I'm sure, you know, they had to let the family know everything first before they told all of us what's going on and which makes sense. And, you know, you would definitely want to give them the respect first to you know what's going on. So as a, as a former player, when you see something like what happened to DeMar, right? Uh-huh. Uh, getting a five-minute call. Is that even plausible? No, no. And I, I, when I saw that, I was like, there's no way they're going to have these guys try to go back out there and play after five minutes because when you saw the amount of people coming on the field, you knew it was something very serious. And the way that the players were reacting, you really knew it was something very, very serious. There's no way those guys are going to be able to play again. Yeah, um, I don't know if you were – were you watching the game? I, I was, man, and, and that's something you can't unsee. You know, once yeah. you see it on the field and, and you see certain movement and body gestures of the player, and you're like, you know something seriously happened. Yeah, I was I was telling – I was telling Beth, and we'll bring James in here in a second, 
I was telling Beth, I'm like, you know, I really hope it's a concussion, but the way he dropped, it felt more right. like what happened to Christian Erickson. And that's what I told her. And she went, when they replayed it again, she's like, you know, you might be right. Because, you know, she works in the, I mean, her whole, her whole life, all she's done is, is cardiac um, med, uh, mechanical devices. So she knows, uh -huh. she knows the inner workings of, of the heart. So she's like, well, you, you might not be so far off base, but when they came back from commercial and you hear, you hear how somber Joe Buck is and you hear how yes. you hear Lisa Salters who nine out of 10 times, you know, she's not cracking when she's talking. Right. And you right. hear her cracking. And then you see Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen crying and it's like, yeah yeah th this this isn't good at all and i think i i texted james and that's why we'll bring james in here you're gonna have to speak up buddy um what was it like on the on the in the stadium because that place was loud yeah. oh it was it was oh my it, it was it was bad enough it was it was one of the most electrified night it was bigger than that white night it was bigger than the white and I'm gonna tell you right now, that house was packed and electrified. I mean, you gotta think about it. We, you know, we we get the kickoff first. We come down. We score. We score on our first opening drive. They get a kickoff. They come down. They get a field goal. So you know the 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 stage is set now. It's lit. Now we on another drive coming down, and when all this took place, and you know, like like. Like how y'all see it on TV, like how we saw it. He gets up and then go right down. And me personally, the first thing I thought of was concussion. That's the first thing I thought of was concussion. And then we started hearing about the CPR. But just seeing the rest of the players just rush the field, you knew it was something really, really worse than what it was. I mean, and it's just like the whole stadium went silent. The whole stadium from where everybody was, you know, beating on the seat, standing up, chanting, the whole stadium went silent. All the way up until that ambulance left. But yeah, when we heard about, they talking about five minutes and coming back to play, like, no, they're not going to play. I wouldn't be able to play like that. I wouldn't expect them to play like that. You know, and it was just, it was heart-wrenching because, I mean, to be there and to see it all, it was like, it's, it's kind of really hard to explain, but it, it, it was just, you wouldn't want to see it again. I'll no. put it like that. You would not want to see it again because no, not knowing, but then. To, the closest thing to football, I think. And Silas, you might have been in L.A. when this happened. Um, but was with uh, Julian Yearwood at in uh, Bakersfield when he when he had a cardiac incident during a game in the Arena Football League too. Um, but at the same token, I mean, I think I think what fans fail to understand is that, and I was and. I, I'm one. I am one to say that prior to getting involved with the Avengers, 
I was one of these fans. But I think fans fail to forget that players are human. Because to a degree. To a degree. I'm to a degree they do, but in this situation here, right. you know, everybody understood. Were we upset to a certain point? Yeah. This is a pivotal game. And everybody wanted to know what's next. Where did this place everything else? That's in the back of our mind. But right now, you know, we don't know what's going on with him. And that's a first and foremost, because you know. His mom was there. They had to get her down out the stand, down to the ambulance, the whole nine yard, rush them to the hospital, you know. But this young man went down on the field. That's the first and foremost thing because, you know, he has a family and, and they're hurt by this more than us. Because, you know, as far as everybody knew, he, he was healthy. He was healthy. Yeah. But just an unfortunate accident. Unfortunate accident. They, they, the, the whole procedure that took place with that, the interaction between him and T. Higgins, it was a clean interaction. It was a normal hit, take down the whole nine yards. And then for him to just get up and walk away, like I said, a lot of people in my area, we, we was thinking it was a concussion. We literally thought he had a concussion because the way he got up and went down. We thought it was a concussion. Yeah. You know, but, yeah, you know, been around too long, and we know these guys are not superhuman. We know they're human just like we are. There's a lot of people compared to what I do. Like, I can't do your job. I don't see how you do it. And I understand that. And that's the same way like with football. A lot of people feel the same with it, but at the end of the day, they're human. They are human beings just like everybody else. But yeah, I mean, it's that that it, that whole night, and, and you know, normally we get drunk to celebrate. I got drunk because I was sad about what happened to this young man. I ain't go to work the next day. I was too shit faced. <laughs> shit. But it, it, I mean, it was a really, really messed up situation. Yeah. Really. Hey, Silas, um, uh, expounding on that. I mean, what what do you tell? I mean, is there anything that fans need to know on on how to handle players as far as like them just being a commodity? Because I mean, with with the advent of fantasy football, you know, the one thing that really pissed me off was the whole, oh well, this game's they're making this game a no contest. My fantasy football league is in limbo. Blah blah blah. But this is a human being, right, exactly, man. <laughs> a human being at the end of the day, man, and you still got to treat us like we're human beings, man. We're still people. And, um, you know, things happen that uh, we have no control over in the game. And it's unfortunate that this incident happened in the way it did. It's just really tough. And then you just have to step back and just forget about your, 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 your playing and stuff and your fantasy league and all that stuff is Let's hope and pray that the well-being of this human being and this player's health is okay if he can come back strong. I mean, I, I just want to see him wake. I just want to see him wake up, be able to breathe on his own, live live a good life. I mean, good things have come out of this. I mean, I've been lucky enough that there have been. I mean, you know, 
I mean, we we've had a we've had what like a almost a almost a twenty year friendship, and you know, uh -huh. you know, there's a lot of people from the Avengers organization that have gone on to do things in the NFL. CJ's over in Jacksonville, being a wide yep. receivers coach. Uh, Jason McKay's the vice president of player operations over at Dallas. Alice, you know. uh, Kevin Demoff is a C, the, the head honcho with the Rams. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, Casey Wasserman runs his own agency. So, I mean, it's not like we haven't been around. I've been exposed to enough that I know, I know how to treat athletes and all that to the point where player gets hurt. I, I'm not going to complain about it. it. It happens, right? I mean, it's just part of the right. game. Yeah, it's part of the game. But yeah. Uh, for a game to be canceled like that because of what the situation was, yeah, I mean, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it being postponed. I'm okay with the fact that that I don't even care if they play the game again, right? I mean, for all I care, give them ties. But give them both teams a tie or no contest or void or whatever the case may be. In well, they gave them by. They made it a bye. They gave them a bye. Okay. So they, 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 if you look look on your uh, look into your tickets on your schedule and switch from a game to a buy. Okay, so it's possible. Yeah, it's, it's switch from a game to a buy. Playing that game. Um, where is where? How could you win the last game of the season? Is this weekend, Saturday and Sunday? Yeah, I'm fine with that too. Because I mean, I mean, at this point at the end of the season, I'd rather have them. I'd rather have them, you know, as a Bengals fan, I'd rather have them be in third place and not have to play three games in two weeks, right? Right. Exactly. So, but then also it gives they get both teams have to get they get their mental together because they need their mental together. Take account because their families involved as well, dude. Yeah, that's why it's going to take for them to get their mental together. Like, and they need that time out. His brother was at home watching it, and he he was crying uncontrollably. You know what I mean? So you can yeah. imagine how that affected them when they were not there. Well, I think I tweeted out that that hit way too close to home. Um, Beth asked me why I was crying <laughs> because I was crying, um, and it was just because I understood the magnitude of the situation. Um, some people privately DM me, ask me what I was talking about. Um, and I didn't go into specifics because I just didn't feel that it was necessary. Right. Right. I, I would like to talk about some cheerier stuff um, for, for at least another 10 minutes. Um, let's talk about your son as we segue. James, you want, you want to see a kid that knows how to ball? And I'm not saying that because Silas is my friend. I've seen video of him. But this kid may end up being, may end up going pro. Don't, Silas, don't tell him I said that. I want him to still work on it. But yeah, no, 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 don't worry. He will continue to work hard. <laughs> I've known this kid since he was maybe four years old, maybe less, maybe he might, maybe diapers, man. To be honest, yeah, no, yes, he was. He was in diapers, right? <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, two years old, yeah, yeah. So, um, tell me what it's like to be a 
a parent to a, to a professional athlete to a to a top recruit oh man it's uh i have my wife here too so she probably can give you her insight as well so it's it's, it's been it's well, why didn't you say that i would have rather talked to her anyway <laughs> <laughs> Good. How you been? It's been a while. Yeah, we're on the road right now. Like you said, traveling up to Lincoln to, to watch his game tonight. Um, it, it's been an amazing journey, man. And it's uh, it's a lot of work, man. You're, you're visiting a lot of schools and you're talking to a lot of coaches and everybody telling you how great your son is. But, you know, you have to Navigate that world and, and find that right one that's going to get them to the next level. <laughs> What'd you say, James? Finding that right coach that's going to get them to the next level. Finding that right coach that's going to get them to the next level, right, Silas? Absolutely. So, now he's playing basketball. Yes, sir. Okay, well, you just said ball, you know, basketball, football, soccer. I mean, you got to be more clear about what sport we're talking about right now. Didn't they win a championship, a national championship? And did he win a national championship in football when he was younger? In, back, in basketball, he won a basketball. He won a state championship. Yeah, two national championships in high school, and then uh, he won a national championship at AU. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now he's going to now. What school? What college is he going to now? Oh, that kid can ball football. I I saw I saw his. I they had a game on on when he was playing. I don't know if it was flag or not, or or Capital. it was Pop Warner. Pop Warner. Yeah. Yeah, he could play. Um. Yeah, he James. This kid. This and the kid's smart. I mean. No doubt he's smart. Um, and it's awesome. It's awesome to see it because, you know, this, the ceiling is high. I wish you would have taken Texas A&M. Really wish you would have ah. been at Texas A&M. Um, <laughs> uh, I won't hold it against you. But the minute, the minute it was announced that he, that he committed to USC, who is the first person who texted me? Who? John Tamanaha. <laughs> hey, as a matter of fact, I reached out to John during the process. <laughs> so, so James, John, James, John Tamanaha was the vice president of communications. He's probably no taller than five foot six, five foot five, maybe. And you're um, being generous. <laughs> But um, uh, he went to SC. He's he's a guy that molded me into a, a reporter. Um, he will also tell you that if I do anything stupid, do not mention his name because he does not want to hear it. Um, <laughs> but uh, the minute he got it, he's like, he's going to SC. And I'm like, oh, man. I'm like, I thought he was going to A&M for sure. We, we we tried we tried it, but uh, 
SC just had everything we were looking for. You know, his twin sister wanted to go to school with him as well. So, you know, Enfield and uh, Capco and Mobley did a great job of uh, recruiting him, man. And they had everything we were looking for. Family atmosphere. You know, just and, it, and, it, and he was a big priority for him. Not saying the other schools he wasn't, but they really showed him that he was a very big priority for him. And they sold it good for us. So hopefully we can uh, make this marriage work going forward. So are you going to move out there or are you just going to stay in North Carolina? Because James loves North Carolina. I love me some North Carolina. Yeah, we're still trying to mull over that decision, but I, I'm probably looking more into moving, trying to convince my wife more so that uh, – you know, because those play rides are going to get old after a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, James wants to move to North Carolina. He lives in Cincinnati. Um, what so. part of North Carolina are you looking to? What part? Well, I'm looking more South Carolina. South Carolina, Greensville. Well, I love North Carolina, too. But, yeah, North Carolina, oh, yeah, put me up around Columbia. Yeah, good luck with that. Tell him good luck with that. Good luck with that, he said. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just saying that because I grew up in South Carolina. Oh, I love it down there. And I'm living in North Carolina, so. I yeah, I, 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 I love it in Greensville. Charleston. Yeah, Charleston's not bad. Hey. I'm just not a big fan of South Carolina. <laughs> I'm not a big I'm fan just fan running from the cold. <laughs> So, but, uh, go ahead, Andy. We have we, we have this long running um, Josh Jeffries, uh, former uh, LA Avenger, is a Dookie um, fan, and uh -huh. he and he and Silas have an ongoing rivalry every time they play each other, and the smack talk <laughs> the smack talk to say the least is pretty funny, um, but. Uh, Hey, you got to get a uh, uh, Sean McNamara on here too here at some point. Oh, jeez, the Pittsburgh <laughs> State dude. <laughs> oh Lord. Hey, you know during during COVID, uh, John put together a whole like deal where we were all doing Zoom calls together, and oh. CJ Hops, um, Ki, everybody was just jumping in and out from the Avengers uh -huh. organization just having a good old time talking. Um, we, knew, we, knew CJ, we, knew, we knew Matt Nagy was in trouble before Matt Nagy knew he was in trouble. Because CJ told us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we also knew that, that St. Louis was moving to LA way before anybody else did too. Um, because uh, it was just, uh, it was in conversation. Um, uh -huh. You know, the memories you have during uh, arena football, do you have any specific ones? Uh, that that 05 year really stuck out to me, man. You know, just because of what happened and just wanted to give my, my love to Al's family, wife, Shonda, and his uh, mother and father, Mr. and Mrs. Lucas, and uh, Lenny and all of them. Let them know that I still got love for them. And, you know, we, we talk a lot on Facebook here and there. And uh, just that 05 season is a very memorable season, all because of all what happened that particular year. 
I, I really thought that 05 season was a lightning in a bottle situation. Um, I really thought we were going to go far. Um, I, I too, man. And then we, and then, then we, then we forgot to play in the fourth quarter. Um, <laughs> man, I was already making reservations to go somewhere to go to the next round. Um, but what? Uh, I've, I've got a great story I want to tell. Um, my first, uh, when Ann and I went to Chicago with the uh, LA Avengers, uh, we went through a walkthrough. I've got two stories. Uh, this is going to get Silas in trouble. His wife probably don't know. His wife probably don't know about the second one. Um, the, first <laughs> one the first one was in Chicago, and uh, it was it involved Josh and. And Silas, and I don't know if Silas remembers this, but we're doing a walkthrough, and Coach Winter is mad as hell at both of them because of the last two guys coming out of the locker room. Do you remember what you forgot? You and Josh forgot? Our helmets? Yeah. Do you remember how you guys decided who went back to uh, to go get the helmets? <laughs> You guys played rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> and the best part is, is that Josh tried to cheat you in um, in rock, paper, scissors. So he like uh -huh. paused like two seconds before, after you had made your, your uh, decision on it. Uh -huh. And then he was, you could see his wheels were turning. Like what, what's going to be rock, paper, scissors. And he ended up picking the wrong one. <laughs> so, like, he cheated. He still lost. Those, those, uh, those memories there, man, and the camaraderie in the uh, the locker room. You can't duplicate it anywhere else, man. It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah, and who who we got? We got winners. We got winners in Orlando for his birthday, right? Is that what uh -huh. we got here? And he got pissed because he got pissed because we ended up putting powder in it or baby powder in his face. <laughs> um, wow. And then the other one was in Kansas City. Now, James, you're gonna love this. What would mm -hmm. what do you think my biggest memory of all of this is? Mm -hmm. Um, Andy, what you? I don't know. <laughs> Remember when we got to meet Buck O'Neill? Yes. Say it again. Buck O'Neill. Buck O'Neill. You have to remind me. The Negro League star in Can the Negro League star for the Kansas City Monarchs before the game. That to me is my all-time memory. Yes. Like of all the things to do, that was it. Yeah. I was like, yes. But this goes to Kansas City. So Kansas City has a race, uh, NASCAR track called Kansas Speedway. And uh -huh. in between the quarters, Kansas City has this, um, this uh, kind of like a, a trike race where it's winning tickets to the race 
and these trikes are are pretty heavy. They're they're made out of steel rod. And Silas and I want to say it was Remy Hamilton and one other person decided it would be smart to get into these trikes and go riding around <laughs> the bottom of the stadiums at um at Kemper. <laughs> and and you got off of it, and and Remy was trying to get off, and he almost he almost fell, he almost ended up getting hurt. And I'm with you guys, and I'm like, how the am I going to tell somebody that Remy got hurt on a trike? What the f am I going to tell them? <laughs> oh man, I'm like the what fun, the fun. I'm like, I think the one, I think one of the one most time. One of the memories I remember also too is that we were getting ready to go back somewhere and get on the bus and they had all these sodas and I, I was a big Terry Pesky fan. <laughs> and I took about a couple of cases and put them on the bus and took them back to LA with <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. The fun we had on those trips, man. Oh, now you got to remind, you got to tell your. Now I know, I know you're going to be pulling your son aside and going. You're going to have a good time on road trips. And, oh man! And, and Mama Demery is going to be like, "Don't do what your dad did." <laughs> <laughs> and, and the walkthroughs are the best time when you're in the rain of man. going through the rain, coming off the bus. Those are the best times. Yeah. Those are like the best times, man, because you prepare for the game and you I think we lost him there for a second. Let's see. You there? No, he ain't back yet. He ain't back yet. Well, you know, North Carolina's still in Still don't have cell towers everywhere. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> but getting back to you, um, thank you for your thank you for the uh, Christmas gift and birthday gift. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just mad I couldn't get no name on the back of it. I know why. <laughs> they wouldn't do it. No, they would. They can. I know why they didn't. Why? Because you you put because you probably went N O space N A M E E N A M E. No, I ran it all together. Oh, but I should have put together? a hashtag in front. You what? I should have put hashtag in front. Yeah. But I, I just put no that. name all ran together. Yeah. You there, Silas? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Now I can. Uh, went through a little dead spot. All right. So what? What were you saying? No, just the memories of you know the, the walkthroughs and preparing for the games are probably the best time. You know when you you have it's it's only a small group of you guys and then uh, some of the fans that come along and PR people and everything and. Really build a bond with those guys, man. It's, look, we're talking twenty, almost twenty years later. Yeah, I know. 
uh, <laughs> I lost a lot of money to Remy. <laughs> so James Remy Hamilton used to be a kid was a kicker from Michigan mm -hmm. and he would bet you he 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 and Josh were probably the two biggest betters on the team yeah. as far as like yeah. as far as like you they would on bet anything. on anything right and so like we'd play like I was dumb enough to play Remy at three post right with arena football so like i'm an idiot i'd lose 50 bucks every single time i played it um but or they bet like can you throw this ball into that trash can over there uh-huh <laughs> right um i lost a hundred dollars to uh john tamanaha in utah because i told him i could throw the ball 50 yards and it was on an espn monday night game and literally, I went over to the opposite side, threw the ball, and it went 10 yards <laughs> and 20 yards to the left into the stands. And I'm like, it went 30. <laughs> so you couldn't even throw the ball straight, huh? <laughs> I couldn't throw it straight. It slipped out of my hands. Um, but, you know, all those, Brian Fox was always so jovial and uh, yes fan. yes b fox yeah he b fox pam um who yeah. else hey pam sold my house in houston in la before i moved to houston Is it? yeah larry lieberman Cray, uh larry yeah rainbow wig yeah. larry um <laughs> yeah some great people out there man yeah. great melissa people. melissa that whole five season was a great year too because I won Defensive Player of the Year and Lineman of the Year. KI won Ironman of the Year and Remy won Kicker of the Year. Yeah. So we kind of like swept that whole yeah. awards there that, that year. Yeah, that was that was, was a really good year. Yeah, I remember Sean coming out of a coming out of a what is it a liquor store in Orlando with a twelve pack uh -huh. of beer, just like under his deal, just going to the like. And all I said to him was, late night? He goes, yep. <laughs> oh, man. So, I mean, it's it's good. It, I mean, all of it's good times. I miss it. I really miss it. Um, yeah. You can't yeah. you can't replicate that. James is probably no, as close to that replication. Uh, so <laughs> oh, Lord. No, I'm just a lifesaver. That's all I am. I'm just a lifesaver. So if trouble starts, I always can see to stop it. Or is this just regular season? No, it's still regular season. We um we just played in a big holiday tournament this uh, past week and had a um, rough start. So they they are nineteen and three right now. Wow. They got twenty twenty two more games left. That's it. Yeah. At the end of this senior year, man. So, uh, you, didn't really, you didn't realize that if I if I were coaching in California, and I was coaching boys basketball, I would have, I would have like tried to give you a hard recruit to come out to California and, and play play for me in high school. Hey, hey, hey. we probably would have. I would have been like, <laughs> you got to come play for me. You, you got, you got it. You, like, 
when I was over at Fireball, we were trying to recruit. We were recruiting guys from uh, uh, French Indonesia that were 17. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't speak a word of English, but they knew how to play ball, and that's all I cared about. knew how to play ball. Huh? Universal, <laughs> universal language. I'm telling you, man, whatever works. All right. Well, thank you. Thanks for coming on, my friend. I really appreciate it. It's been a pleasure. Glad we nice meeting you. Um, I'll de definitely not be a stranger. I'm going to have you on more often, especially when the basketball season comes around, so we can talk okay. hoops okay. and NCAA and all that fun stuff. Awesome. And uh, to all my LA Avengers fans out there, and Coach Dauber and all them, man, hello, and we're on the way. I will let them know. I'm sure they will love it. Congratulations to you and your son and much success. Wish nothing but the best for the young man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And with that, it's another edition of the Goat Zoom Room for 2023, the new uh, version of it. No longer a horse racing uh podcast it's now everything sports related when we uh with new things every week um check us out with the x factor with the ladies uh starting next week again and also check us out uh with a new podcast that we will be discussing a little later on that has to do with the national women's soccer league uh and uh go from there but thanks again silas really appreciate it Bob, take care Andy. you too